This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Monday, the 18th of October. In your sport today, the men's T20 World Cup begins, the F1 returns to Melbourne. Records are broken in Major League Baseball and a Balloon World Cup. This is your sport today. We start today with a preview of the Men's T20 World Cup. It started last night in the Middle East with Oman and Scotland winning, but Aussie fans still have to wait a little while to see Australia play. Gabs, tell us how the tournament works. Ask and you shall receive, Fez. So, There are 16 teams at this T20 World Cup, and there are two rounds. Round one is just a qualifying round, and that's what's going on right now. There are eight teams in that round, and they're the nations that didn't automatically qualify for round two. Four teams then advance from round one to round two, which is called the Super 12s, and that's because there are 12 teams in it split up into two pools of six. It's pretty simple from here, Fez. The teams then play everyone in their pool once, and the top two in each pool moves on to the semi-finals. Australia is in pool A, and their first match is against South Africa, and that's on Saturday. Yeah, and that match is also the first match of the Super 12 stage. Uh, nice work with that one, Gabs. Now tell us how the Aussies are looking and who we should look out for. Well, Australia, they haven't had a great run of it in the past year. They have lost their last five series, and they've only won five of their past 18 matches. But, Fez, we've rarely seen the Aussies have their best side available, and they do now for this World Cup. It has been a pretty quiet lead-up for most of the players without much cricket on, but two players worth watching out for are all-rounder Glenn Maxwell and fast bowler Josh Hazelwood. Maxwell has been in great form with the bat for the Royal Challengers Bangalore after a big Indian Premier League, and Hazelwood starred for Chennai in the IPL final, which they won on the weekend. Yeah, and there's also David Warner, Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, so plenty of big guns for the Aussies. India, they are the favourites to win it. England are the number one team in the world, and the West Indies are the defending champions. So basically, it could be anyone's. Uh, All the matches are live on Fox Cricket and KO Sports. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate. Who was the player of the final of the last men's T20 World Cup? Gabs, any clues? Yeah, this guy had a bit of a run-in with Shane Warne when he was down under for the Big Bash a few years ago. Good clue. Very good clue, Martin. Find out the answer at the end of the show. We're going to stay with cricket, but a little closer to home. The Women's Big Bash League began last week in Tasmania, and we've already seen the first super over of the season. The Perth Scorchers beating the Brisbane Heat yesterday. But Gabs, about three quarters through this match, it didn't look like it was going to head to a super over. No, it actually looked super over at one stage because <laughs> the Heat, they were only chasing 138 to win and in the 10th over, they were well on top at two for 92. But Fez, from there, they lost seven wickets for 43 runs and that collapse meant they finished on the same score as the Scorchers after their 20 overs. So when scores are tied, the teams then play super over. It's kind of like extra time in footy. Each team bats for one over and the team with the most runs wins. The Heat, they scored 12 from their super over. The Scorchers, they scored 13 from just four balls. Perth captain Sophie Devine went six, single, six to win it. You said last week, first she was player of the tournament last year and she certainly showed it yesterday. She did indeed, Gabs. We've put a link to the highlights in the episode notes so you can check them out. 
those who follow Formula One will be all over the 2022 racing calendar that was released on Saturday. Well, next year, there's going to be 23 races and Gabs, the Australian Grand Prix is one of them. Yeah, Formula One fans, get your calendars out, get a pen and put these dates down. April 8 to April 10, that's when Melbourne's going to host the Aussie Grand Prix next year. Now, this is normally the first race of the season, but it has been pushed back to third, and that's to allow time for travel restrictions to ease and for VAX rates to go up as well. Having the race confirmed is a big deal for Aussie motorsport and for Victoria, Fez, because it drives lots of money into the state's economy, and that will really help after all the lockdowns and the race being cancelled the past two years. As you said, Fez, there are going to be 23 races next season and that's the most ever in a Formula 1 season but there will be no China Grand Prix and that's because of COVID restrictions but Miami will get to host its first race if the track is approved. Yeah, there's still a few races that have an asterisk next to them because of contracts and conditions that still need to be sorted out. Uh, The season starts on March 20 in Bahrain and ends on November 20 in Abu Dhabi. There's a link to the schedule in the episode notes. Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo have long been considered the two best men's football players in the world. But Gabs, Liverpool coach Jurgen Klopp says there's a new top dog in town and it's his star striker Mo Salah. He scored one of the goals of the season over the weekend. Yeah, he sure did, Fez. And what it means is he's now scored for Liverpool in eight straight games. The Egyptian forward, he's been scoring goals for fun ever since he joined at Liverpool from Roma back in 2017. And after his goal and two assists in the 5-0 win over Watford over the weekend, Klopp now reckons there is no one better than Salah in the world at the moment. Fez, he's still only 29, so he's a lot younger than Messi and Ronaldo, so we're probably going to be seeing a lot more of him for years to come. Now, the goal itself, well, Salah got the ball just inside the box, dribbled past three defenders, beat one of those guys a second time, and then curled it past the keeper with his left boot. This is what the soccer fans call a worldie, and they'd be absolutely right. Yeah, Salah scored a really similar goal, another worldie against Manchester City two weeks ago. But that one was with his right foot. Salah was asked after the match which one was better, but he said he couldn't split them. So there are links to both goals in the episode notes so you can make up your own mind. Gabs, I'll be honest, I don't usually listen to your advice, but I'm glad I watched the baseball this weekend after your recommendation on Friday. There were heaps of runs, some late drama, and even a bit of history was made. That was just in Sunday's two games. Well, it's taken a while, Fez, but I'm glad you finally trust me. Although, probably a good thing you didn't listen to my racing tips over the weekend. (laughs) One team that doesn't need any help from anyone at the moment is the Boston Red Sox. Fez, they became the first team in history to hit two Grand Slams in a playoff game, and they did it in the first two innings. Now, a Grand Slam is when you hit a home run when the bases are loaded, so they are game changers because it means you score four runs in just a single hit. J.D. Martinez, he hit one in the first innings and then Rafael Devers repeated the dose in the second in the big 9-5 win over Houston, which ties their series at one win apiece. Get this, Gabs, there have only been five other times when a team has hit two Grand Slams in the first two innings, so it's kind of a big deal. Uh, The last team to do that was the Los Angeles Dodgers. They lost game one of their series against the Braves after Atlanta scored the winning run in the ninth inning. Those are best of seven series. The winners then face each other in the World Series. As we said at the top of the show, the men's T20 World Cup is on right now. Well, late last week, another World Cup took place. Gabs, it was the Balloon World Cup. 
And it looked intense. Fez, I must admit, I thought I could do this, but after watching the highlights, it's another sport we can add to the list that I just can't <laughs> compete in. There's just too much running. Yeah. So this all came about after a family of kids in the US invented a competition of trying to keep a balloon up off the ground. They filmed it and the videos went viral with millions of views across the world. Barcelona football player Gerard Piquet, he saw this and he teamed up with online gaming streamer Ibai Llanos to create the Balloon World Cup. How it works is two players compete on a court that's 8 by 8 metres and it's filled with all kinds of stuff. We're talking chairs, tables, even a car. You get a point if your opponent can't stop the balloon from hitting the floor. 32 teams from all over the world competed in the World Cup with Francesco de la Cruz winning the Cup for Peru. Gabs, it's my new favourite sport. (laughs) There are some highlights in the episode notes for you to have a look at. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. And I'm going to some club cricket. Uh, over there in Perth, Nathan Bennett was playing a D grade for Kingsley Woodvale in the North Suburban Community Cricket Association. He scored 28 with the bat, but then when he had a bowl later in the game, he went none for 50 of just one over, eight sixes and two no balls. He might not get another over. Uh, that's a real super over for the other team. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to the States. Well, actually, no, I'm going to the UK where they played some NFL this morning and the Jacksonville Jaguars, they won their first game of the year. And Fez, it snapped a 20-game losing streak, the second longest in the NFL, and they did it with a field goal as time expired. Yeah, that field goal just crept inside the uprights. Uh, as for today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate, who was the player of the final in the last men's T20 World Cup? It was Marlon Samuels. He scored 85 not out of 66 balls, and he had that run in with Shane Warne in the BBL a couple of years ago. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you again tomorrow.